Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Making of Her Story. I am Crystal Farley. And I'm Heidi Solomon. And we are, we are reconnecting again virtually because Heidi's been doing some traveling and I'm traveling, but we're, you know, with the power of technology, we're able to get together. Um, Heidi, I got to say, you're posting some pretty incredible uh, photos this week of uh, New York City. Where are you, what are you doing? Yeah, so actually, um, even just before that, I, I had an incredible uh, week and a half in Guyana uh, working with the team, but I was so thrilled to be, have been invited to be the keynote speaker at a women in tech or uh, girls in tech event uh, focused on entrepreneurism in Guyana. And um, so that was an incredible experience of just being able to connect with some of the movers and shakers there. And then, uh, and then I came to New York and uh, in addition to doing some work and being at a conference, it is graduation weekend, Crystal. So my oldest son is graduating from Hofstra University, getting his grad school uh, degree, and he's one step closer to being off the checkbook. Oh, I love it. I, that's great for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. And for- how about you? Yeah, you're... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been um, doing my my stress relief thing. I had a really great workshop, which unfortunately I know you were traveling last week and you were unable to attend. But I, I worked with the Chamber of Commerce in in Southern New Hampshire and facilitated a uh, a workshop to it was tips and tricks on how to relieve stress in the moment. And can I tell you that I got um, some really positive feedback from that workshop? I got from the organizer. I received an email the next morning saying that she woke up feeling like she meditated for ten hours. Oh my God, that's amazing! I think yeah. I'm going to have to go through that because it has been. I I just finished a board meeting right before this call, and they said at the end they were like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm stressed. I'm tired, but I'm good." But so I need your workshop. Crystal. Yeah, well, I know, I know you, you need Reiki, you need workshop, and maybe you even need some yoga. Oh my God, everything. All yeah. of the above. Check, yeah. check. <laughs> so let's talk about our guest today. We have a fabulous uh, guest, guest joining us. We sure do. I'm so anxious to hear the story. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, um, you have met, so we have Jen on the phone. Hey there, Jen. Hi, how are you? Doing well, doing well. I'm going to let you do your introduction, but you guys had briefly met previously, right? We did. We met, uh, so after I had moved to New Hampshire from Pennsylvania and was, uh, had the opportunity to be selected as the uh, ambassador for Women's Entrepreneurship Day in, in New Hampshire, I, uh, you know, kicked off the first event which was a high high tea at my house and Jen was there and we just we connected and she was so fabulous and I just loved her from the minute that I that I met her and uh, but and Jen I'm gonna let you tell your story but gosh even since then since we've met there's you've gone through such an incredible transformation in your life so um, you know so yeah so that's where we met initially yeah, no, there've been um, a lot of fun things going on. We're, uh, it's nice to 
think a lot of things that are very community-based. I think, um, like Krista, you were just talking about the work that you're doing in Southern New Hampshire and Heidi, your travels and the amazing things that you're doing. Um, so it's fun to, to kind of find the little niche when, when the universe delivers those opportunities to be able to help in community. Uh, so I've been blessed with the opportunity to be able to um, bring some yoga to the prisons here in New Hampshire. Um, part of an organization called the Prison Yoga Project, which is an international organization bringing trauma-informed uh, yoga and meditation practices into folks who are incarcerated. And I, in January, was appointed director to begin a chapter specific to New Hampshire to be able to grow programming. That here. is so phenomenal. Congratulations. And, and I'm, I'm interested in, uh, you know, when we first met, I know you were, you know, doing a yoga instructor mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you were growing your yoga practice. Um, but I'm interested in the shift to focusing on the prison system and how that came about. Yeah, it was when I had become um, a yoga teacher, it was, it was just driven. I was really interested in being able to bring sort of the karma yoga or yoga of, of social action into the prison system. Um, began that journey in June of 2016. Uh, took a little bit of time through the state to, to get clearance and to get everything. There's background checks. There's um, different state training to be able to be a volunteer within the system. And then in November of 2016, uh, while the women's prison was still located in Gosstown, uh, a yoga program started there. Uh, four women showed up. And then the next week, five women showed up and it kept growing. Um, my personal business, Yellow Bike Yoga, I go to destination yoga, I go into businesses and companies, and I teach um, team building and mindfulness with a yoga-based philosophy. Uh, the switch to that was more, uh, which is still going on, still going strong, but that, that community and that volunteer aspect was something I was very passionate about and really wanted to focus on getting my volunteer schedule together first before my, my own business would grow. And that slowly turned into me being connected with the Prison Yoga Project, did the specialized trauma-informed training through that group. And then that relationship continued to grow. When the, the women moved, uh, when the facility opened in Concord and they moved, we were able to have a larger space. And now we max capacity at 18 to 20 women um, and a second instructor. So they have yoga twice a week and the classes are full. And the state also approved just um, in April to be able to do the first teacher training program as well. So I'm facilitating teaching 12 women um, to be certified yoga teachers as well. Oh, that's really, that's, that's really, amazing. That's so amazing. I just love everything about this. So I'm, and Crystal, this is really more up in your alley than mine, but I do have a, a question. Do, do you think or is it your goal, maybe, or your vision um, that, you know, not only will yoga be able to help women in prison with you know, stress reduction and perhaps, you know, sort of be more mindful and they're, you know, with their phys physical component, right? So in terms of wellness from a physical perspective, but do you think that there's a direct correlation in terms of, you know, as you, as they make this mindful shift, 
in terms of um, their their view on contribution to society and maybe making changes. You know, they're in prison for a reason, right? And so do you feel as though there is going to be a positive impact to, to that? It's extremely profound, the changes in them. I mean, teaching in a, in a teaching yoga, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to share this the level of, of instruction, no matter where you are, whether you're in a studio or a fitness facility. Um, the difference I find that the women who are coming into these classes are interested in learning how to reconnect to their body. They're coming with it, not as an exercise, not as a way to, to stretch or to, to relax, but they're truly coming because they've heard the benefits to their mental health and they want to talk about their anger. They want to talk about depression and anxiety. They're very eager for a lot of the, the breath work and a lot of that movement to really get in touch with who they are and who they've been. Most of these women have no ability to, to have been able to, you know, get in touch or to, to have anybody tell them that they are worth something, um, that it's, it's allowing them to find confidence, to find ease in whatever trauma brought them to, to their place in life that they're in. Um, the methodology of the Prison Yoga Project combines restorative justice as well. So what we're looking for here is truly to uncover the trauma that was caused by the offender or caused to the offender and how to work them through the understanding of what that harm did and caused and to bring out that awareness, but also be able to, to heal themselves. So there's a, there's a huge shift to their treatment of themselves, to their treatment of each other, um, to the overall dynamic of, of the, the facility. Um, again, we're, we're growing in numbers. It's, there's been a huge increase in the population, but they're, they're attending these classes to help heal themselves. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, most of these women are young. They're, they're you know, some are in their 20s um, and really are, are, for the first time in their life, getting this opportunity to, to listen to themselves and to connect with who they are and to recover from, from trauma um, and to make amends for the things that they've done. So it's, it's, it's beautiful stuff. It's so much fun. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's very, pretty, very I think that's pretty great, To Jen. be able to be part of their journey. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's really incredible work that you're doing. And I think, you know, um, I'm, I'm very, uh, very passionate about the mental health system and people having the right resources. I also volunteer with the Phoenix, which is a recovery-friendly uh, community. Um, and I offer meditation to them because they – they need a, a better foundation for stress relief and stress management, right? Um, and so I think what you're also doing is super progressive in the way of healing because, you know, like just like those in recovery, those in the uh, prison system also deserve a second chance, right? And so in order for them to get that second chance, they do need to heal because these people have done these things or been a part of these groups or whatever because that's how they got relief before. And so you're absolutely. teaching them the healthy coping skills, right? Which is amazing. And I absolutely love it. So um, while like, I love the work that you do, I don't want to forget about you though, because you know, <laughs> we, we have you on, right? So would yes. you mind telling us, you know, why maybe you turn to yoga and a little bit about 
your, you know, your upbringing. Childhood. Your upbringing. Childhood. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's super fun story as well. I've had um, a personal yoga practice for about 20 years. Um, I, as a young woman, I had been um, involved in dance and theater. And as I got older, uh, well, there weren't as many classes available um, and still needing that. So yoga initially for me, um, I was very ignorant to what it was, but it seemed to be something that looked like ballet. Uh, and seemed to be something that I could go and do. Uh, and when I realized truly the, the other secret little benefits to it, that ability to, you know, connect with your truth and connect with yourself and be able to manage your breath. It took me as a young woman, um, experienced loss and death. And I lost my grandfather at a very pivotal time, uh, who had pretty much was me, uh, what could have gone badly wrong for me, I found a lot of solace in a personal yoga practice. I spent 15 years in healthcare management, had um, raised my daughter as a single mom, um, had lost my husband when my daughter was just three to traumatic brain injury caused by a, an accident. Um, and that was more when my shift became to focus on what can I actually do to heal myself with my yoga practice and, and how can I raise, you know, a, a girl to be a strong, independent woman and, and let's kind of sort this out and figure out where, where individual power lies. And I begin to study more into the yamas and the niyamas, which is yoga, um, yoga's social philosophies um, to not cause harm to yourself or others and all these sort of things. So in going through these healings and these series of just life characterizing events <laughs> that are delivered to you, um, it brought me closer and closer to, to realize that not only for, for mental health, um, there needs to be more awareness, but where to, to our, for, for single parents, for being able to help strong communities and assist each other, that we evolve through our lives that all of these really seemingly tragic things bring us such a beautiful gift to figure out how strong we are and what we're supposed to be doing and how we could take life events and turn them into something that's going to be beneficial to the people we touch and the lives we share. Um, so it's just, it's been sort of that continued journey of, of making sure that, I'm as strong and capable as I can be for myself and then to be able to pass those lessons on to my daughter so she grows to be an, you know, an independent, caring, compassionate woman who's, you know, gets enraged with things she hears on the news and wants to, to be able to have a voice and to reach out. Um, and this, the, the yoga thing just disconnected. I, um, when she started junior high is when I finally walked away from a corporate position, um, became a waitress. I waitress full time and I do HR, the restaurant I work at, um, along with trying to build my own yoga business and build this chapter for New Hampshire for the prison project. Because uh, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's things that I want to be an example for her. Um, and also just help this state and this community and this crazy country um, maybe do a little healing there as well. So 
So it's just, I'm just supposed to be doing all this stuff. So I don't really know another way. I just keep following my feet in the next step. Um, I'm fortunate enough that it makes sense to take that next step. So well, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's great. You know, one of the things that Crystal and I talk about quite often is how one person's pivotal moment becomes another person's pivotal moment and sort of the dominoes of pivotal moments. And what, you know, as I listened to you and I actually got choked up because I didn't know that about you and, and the fact that you had lost your husband. I'm very, I'm so sorry about that. Um, but I'm, I'm interested because that moment not only became your pivotal moment, but a pivotal moment for your daughter that's going to stay with her for the rest of her life. So how did you, how did you move through that? And, and, yeah, and how, you know, you had to be strong for yourself, but especially strong for her. And so, um, you know, what, what did that look like for you? Yeah, it was terrible. Um, he had, he was not her father. We had actually met when she was about six months old and then okay. were married um, when she was three. So we had been together. She had certainly been with him primarily, grew up to know him as, as her dad. Um, and, you know, we had, we were settling in, we had our little house and our little thing going on. Um, it was only 57 days after our actual wedding that his oh. car accident occurred. Uh, so really where we had settled in and we had had this, you know, several years to really build where we were going. Um, he had a son who was two years older than my daughter as well at the time. And it just, I was making dinner and I knew that he would, you know, call me from the toll booth because he worked in Londonderry and we lived in Concord. And I knew that it was about 17 minutes. So I started the next round of dinner um, and he didn't come home. And it was, you know, I had my daughter upstairs and I knew, um, I knew we didn't have his ID on him. I actually, the, the ER, when I called to see if there had been any accidents, um, said I had the fastest response rate to ever identify a John Doe. Um, I lived close enough to where the accident occurred. I heard the ambulances go by my house. It was horrible. It was, it's, it, there's no, I'm so sorry that the, like, it's awful. It's a terrible, terrible thing. And for people who have experienced just a quick, sudden loss, any loss, whether it's, it's from an illness or it's an accident, it's, it's an awful, awful thing. Um, but in coming out of that, I think I, I had to become an advocate. He was in a coma for eight days after the accident. It happened right around the holidays. It was in November. Um, he had actually come out of the coma the day before Thanksgiving that year. Um, and then just went through struggles with our healthcare system, struggles with things to get the care for him he needed. Um, there had been significant trauma to the brain um, at each area because he really, he hit um, forehead, he hit back. It, it was extensive, uh, had broken both femurs. There was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so not only did we have the brain recovery portion, but also physically both femurs were broken. He wasn't able to walk. Um, and we spent the next year and a half or so trying to recover and recoup from that. Um, and he became a very different person. Um, didn't, didn't have the same personality when he had come out of the coma um, at all. And it became 
a different level of, of decision. Um, he had passed actually after we had separated because um, it became unsafe for, for my daughter to be in our house. Um, so there was just, it. you have to find strength to, to put the people you love in the safest situation for them. Um, he had gone back west to live with his family. And then again, sort of complications following that had, had passed away. Um, but you just, you grieve that loss and that it's not fair that the world doesn't have him in it anymore. Um, you realize that maybe parts of your own personality were unnecessarily selfish or I think you learn a lot about who you're supposed to be when you're faced with um, having to make some decisions and having to exist in a world where everything's not what you planned. And you still want to be the best mom. You know, during I was on point on you know waking hours where we we're trying to do crafts and do things and you know paint rocks and let a little girl be a little girl. Um, and then a lot of soul searching at night. Right. Um. <laughs> wow, that must have been uh, so difficult to balance all of that. But you know, I'm I am sure uh, as she grows up that she's incredibly grateful for uh, you know just having that strength right and being able to give her what she needed and and uh, at a very difficult time so I'm I'm I am very sorry though that you had to go through that and um, but you know to your earlier point you know you sort of take that and grow and then you know, and then it, the universe brought you this gift called yoga, right? Absolutely. Well, that's, I funny. was going to say, you have a really good outlook on it, Jen, because, you know, you, I feel like I'm actually hearing myself talk in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but, you know, if those things, those things are horrible. And if your, you know, goal in life is to be a role model for your, a good role model for your daughter, you're doing that. So like check the box. But, you know, in addition to that, like these experiences have allowed you to connect with a greater audience of people. Right. And so you have, a, you have a credibility that other people don't have, um, you know, and I think that it, your own journey has allowed you to become a deeper practitioner that can then relay the message and heal more people. No, and that's what it's about. I think that you, you can't, you can't walk anywhere in this world without understanding that every single face you see has experienced their story and their level of, of trauma or heartache. And, you know, we truly are trying to find our and resources um, or haven't been given the chance or there's, you know, life piles additional obligations where your self-care and that connection that you can make for yourself just gets set aside. And I, I truly believe that if you are able to dedicate that time to yourself and take it away from a place of selfishness and truly say, my heart is so filled with love for the people around me and the things that I'm trying to do and self that I, I cannot do the things that I'm here on this planet to do unless I'm my whole complete self and I'm truthful with myself and I take the best care of myself that I can, that that's the message that we need you know, and I, I just happen to teach women who all have the same address, um, but in the other places and in companies and, um, 
in classes to be able to share that message that all the things are going to hit at different times, that we're going to have just a lifetime of experiences that are going to weigh heavy. And the more we just diligently robot ourselves to just go through life in a way that we ignore our feelings or ignore this pain or these things that have happened in our past, we're not, we're not benefiting ourselves or others. We're, we're just truly becoming less human and becoming those robots that I, you know, if, if I can sit with a contented, peaceful smile on my face and take a true breath, I, I firmly believe that, that others can too. Um, with a little bit of just confidence and guidance and, and support and love and, you know, all those good things that we do not send enough love to each other. Um, and we need to start doing that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, and I couldn't listen and talk to you all day. I think that's a, we're sort of at the end of our time, but that's a great place to, to end and an incredible message because I do feel especially everything and you know and, and that's really in order for us to start moving the needle in a more positive way in this world I think love is the way to do it All yeah everybody like it's the mission is to to remind people how amazing they are and help them actually believe it. Yeah. Um, Start with loving yourself. Yeah. Yay. So, <laughs> Crystal, do you have, you want to wrap it, wrap it up or? Yeah. So uh, Jen, so Jen Lindgren, we didn't even say your like full name. I was so excited. <laughs> I know. Where can we find you? Where can people get more information about your projects and your yoga practice that you're trying to build and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So my business is um, Yellow Bike Yoga, um, yellowbikeyoga.com for my website or on social media through Facebook or Instagram. Um, all sorts of fun, love and stuff there. Again, I do destination yoga, so I go into businesses and companies and either do um, yoga and meditation teaching and I also offer um, a lot of group work, yoga-based philosophy. So we're going to do some workshops and then do some movement and uh, try to find that cohesive work environment um, in a way that, that brings the most amount of, of kindness to the workplace. And Prison Yoga Project New Hampshire, also on Facebook. Um, PrisonYogaProject.org is the main hub. Uh, and then um, anything for, for social media there, but we're all out there. So visit, enjoy. Um, there's donation pages. There's ways to get involved. We're collaborating with DCYF to be able to build community programming as well. So if you have any interest in any kind of karma yoga to see what you can do um, for your community, please reach out. Um, info at yellowbikeyoga.com is my email. So I would love to hear from folks and see how you can join in and get involved and share some love. That sounds great. And then, you know, just to wrap up for us, um, you know, and you reached out, I mean, you and I had met, you know, at, at the WED event, but you actually proactively reached out and said, you know, hey, I, 
think I have a story. I love what you're doing. And I think I have a story that might be interesting to your listeners. And, and so uh, anyone that's listening today, uh, we would really encourage you to reach out to Crystal and I. Um, we're, you know, this is a global uh, podcast. Uh, we're really, you know, focused on, on diversity and very interested from, you know, in hearing from you. So. No, I, I absolutely appreciate the time and it's been wonderful to chat with both of you. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, thank you for what you're doing. It's, a, it's an incredible show and um, yeah, everybody deserves to share their voice. So thank you for letting me share a little bit of mine. Thank, thank you. you for sharing your story with us. It was definitely an honor. We appreciate that. All right. Take care. Signing off. Thanks everyone. <laughs> Bye.